does your dad need a job? We'll pay him. We'll pay him 65,000 a year with benefits. It's a salary job. He's a part of a union. Hey guys. So since the podcast was a day late for the long weekend, um, we're going to be running a little bit of a 4th of July sale. Um, between the two hosts of this podcast, we have 20 fingers. Um, so if you or anyone you know lost a digit in a 4th of July related incident, um, put it in reverse, Terry. Um, we are offering one finger for $10,000. Uh, you can have five fingers for 50. You guys can do the math. Um, just let us know on Instagram, and we will send you a freeze-dried, vacuum-sealed finger of our choosing. Without further ado, here we are talking some Bill Cosby. Uh, breaking oh. news. Uh, Rolling Stone podcast fan, as, as um, we call it an emergency time, meeting. Yeah. as By the time you guys are listening to this uh, episode on the Monday morning, um, you will probably already know the news, but um, we at Trolling Zone Podcast are kind of getting it very firsthand. We are uh, kind of live reacting to, um, honestly, uh, some very groundbreaking uh, news. Uh, uh, honestly, it's just a fan favorite uh, within the podcast circle. A former guest um, texted us and was like, hey, did you see this? And I was in the gym and I was like, no, I haven't. What yeah. on earth? So it's it's a big, big deal. Um, we should really make some sort of general, uh, non, not very distinct noise for the release of one Bill Cosby from prison. As you can hear so, in the background, Dylan is really excited about it yep. as he goes, let's go. Yep. Um, Bill, Bill Cosby has been uh, been released from jail. So I just want to say my initial take on this is that this is the first time that uh, in probably modern day society, a black man has been released from prison and people are like the justice system needs to be reformed. I am seeing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You're not wrong. Um, Bill Cosby is asked about uh, how it feels to be home following release from prison earlier today. He goes, he is extremely happy to be home. It's really a blessing for him. He says his heart is just beating really fast. I don't know if that is because he's happy he's released from jail or that he is probably 88 years old and a diabetic and probably very winded. Um, having yeah. had walked and uh, needed to walk out of the prison. <laughs> he had to walk more than 10 feet. So he was like, yeah. oh, God, um, this article I'm reading says that he flashed the V for victory sign to a helicopter overhead as he trudged into his suburban Philadelphia home. <laughs> he flashed the V. You mean he threw is... up the peace sign? <laughs> yeah. Since what is this? V? Like, yeah, guys, victory. No, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing I'm seeing how he's stepping out of a white outback. A Subaru, Subaru outback? <laughs> a white Subaru outback. It seems like there it takes two people to help him out of said white outback. Um Happy pride mom. Jesus. <laughs> he's being held up 
uh, the uh, uh, someone is jumping up and down. They're hugging. Uh, what is seems to be his lawyer on the Subaru. His his lawyer is helping him. Who's a fucking? Uh, I'm seeing what, it. This isn't. Is the... He doesn't throw up the victory sign. It's someone else throws up the victory sign. Uh, therefore, peace sign. Um, all I gotta say is thanks, Biden. <laughs> this wouldn't. It's never happened under Trump's administration. Bill Cosby really got released before GTA six. This is also the other memes that have been coming out is that Bill Cosby has been released before, you know, the Cowboys win a playoff game. Uh, GTA six is released. Uh, You know, Avatar two comes out in the article I was reading. They made sure to mention that he refused to express any guilt for what happened and therefore was going to serve his entire 10 year sentence. Yeah. We are burying the lead for comedy's sake, but uh, 60 women have come forward and said that they have been sexually assaulted. Yeah, 62 women. I don't want to leave out those two. That they have been sexually assaulted by Bill Cosby and that, quote, uh, he was drugging drinks with quaaludes, uh, which is a clarification because in previous like depositions, he said they were just Benadryl. No, 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 Mr. Cosby. They were quaaludes, which have been removed from this society for some time now. But also when you think about it, I mean, based on like his kind of inflection and the way he speaks, it was probably much more fun to say quaaludes than Benadryl. Yeah. Like a little jello pudding pop, little quaaludes. Um, uh, so yeah. have you, I like think I saw it, but why exactly did they let him out there's been technicalities uh i guess is what they they are saying um he was supposed to serve a three to ten year sentence and he's being released after just two years um yeah it's a nice little vacation for him outraged over bill cosby don't be mad at oh wait hold on this is the associated press um, Pennsylvania's highest court has overturned Bill Cosby sec- after finding that an agreement with a previous prosecutor prevented him from being charged. The 83-year-old man, old, old comedian, has served more than two years in prison. It has been overturned. He'd vowed to serve all 10 years rather than acknowledging any remorse over the 2004 encounter. Court ruled that the prosecutor who brought the case was bound by his predecessor's agreement not to charge Cosby. The court said Cosby had relied on that agreement when he later gave potential incriminating testimony in his accuser's civil case. So <clears throat> it seems that it is I'm, a true technicality that where I'm the, kind of confused yeah. is that five other witnesses testified and were like, yeah, he did this to me, too. And they were just like they threw it out. It's I think it's that's a, honestly like Bill Cosby may have, uh, you know, the record. For the most jeopardy, you know how like you can have yeah, du- yeah, you can't yeah, yeah, yeah. there's yeah, double yeah. jeopardy where you can't be tried. He's in the, the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, he's, he's in got his the, own page. He's in uh, jeopardy to the 60th to 62nd power. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Cosby's got a lot oh, of jeopardy in his hand. What if he's the new host of Jeopardy? What if that's why they let him out? <laughs> that is probably it. You're right. 
I love like, how we need a new host. Uh, you've I, had a lot of experience with this, so it's a lot of like uh, on my Twitter feed. It's a lot of ABC News, Associated Press, and then it's Boozy. Co- uh, Lil Boozy reacts to the news of Bill Cosby being released from prison. So thanks for your input, Lil Boozy. I want to know what Soldier Boy thinks about this. Yes, exactly. What does Job Rule have to say uh, yeah. about all of this? Someone is saying that Bill Cosby uh, was just in jail for two years. More than 60 women have, been, has, have accused him of assault. That's 12.1 days per victim. That isn't justice. Some, 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 some saber metrics there. <laughs> We got the the launch angle. We got the exit velocity. Yeah, <laughs> that would be. They need to start doing that. Like CNN, like when they break this news, they should have like saber metrics. Like as he's walking out. Yeah, be like that. Twelve point one days per victim. Um, he's walking at a speed of negative three miles an hour. Um, he, he's rolling out of this <laughs> prison. Um, he's crawling Ooh. up the steps. Oh, look, Crosby, Cosby. I keep saying Crosby. Cosby is walking Bing just Crosby. fine. The Crosby supermarket is looking just fine without a cane and now suddenly has no problem seeing Bill Cosby is a rapist. <laughs> what if it was all just like a performance that he was putting on in prison? Well, I think that's what they do. His lawyer was just like, play it up, Bill. Because I was always told and. <laughs> when this was all going on that there was during like his like uh, hearings and, and whatnot, he was not put on house arrest because he legitimately could not leave his own house. There was like reports that the only people like his whole family basically left him for some time. And his own, it was only like a live in nurse and him. And he was just losing his vision, putting around his own house. And like, it was basically present to him. Like he could not see. And it was just like stuck in his own house for like two years while hearings were going on. He was just carted, carted back and forth. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, Do you think he ever accidentally took quaaludes himself? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, you got one. Have a little fun. (laughs) He was like a quarter for me and three quarters for you. Yeah, it is crazy that Felicity uh, Felicia Richard um, has come out not come out of the woodwork because i think she's been very vocal for those of you who do not know felicia rashad is um was bill's tv wife mrs huxtable on the cosby show and she tweeted out how happy she is that bill has been released uh which has made a lot of people upset and so then she needed to follow up um by let me pull it up by by saying yeah by saying i fully yeah okay i'm sorry uh felicia rashad finally a terrible wrong is being righted a miscarriage of justice is corrected and it's a picture of bill um looking very wonky eyed and then that was four hours ago just one hour ago uh Obviously, after her PR His team is just not at all even in the right yeah. direction <laughs> after 
her PR team blasted her in the ass. She <laughs> has re- rescinded and said, I fully support survivors of sexual assault coming forward. My post was in no way intended to be insensitive to their truth. Personally, I know from friends and families that such abuse has lifelong residual effects. My, heart fe- <clears throat> my heartfelt wish is for healing. Uh, still in support of the rapist. Of the of the anal like, rapist. <laughs> I take it back, but I don't really take it back. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, there, the, I yeah. just I found a picture USA Today popped a picture on there from his sentencing hearing, and he just looks exactly like you would expect. Like he looks like Bill Cosby on the Cosby Show. He's got this like little fucking that little smile. He's like, but in handcuffs. Ooh. Laverne Spicer, O.J. Simpson and Bill Cosby really are two of the great examples of white privilege. Oh, wait, (laughs) you had to wait. You had to read a little bit down on that tweet. And here again, boozy, boozy. Y'all don't join Bill Cosby team now. Y'all was clowning me first. Fake ass world. Bill free. Free them hoes lying. Boozy, thank you. Eloquent statement from more boozy. Um, yeah, there's just a lot here. Um, I'm just glad that um, we are in a time where <laughs> I'm looking at this one in honor of Bill Cosby being released from prison. And it's a meme where Bill is holding an e- from the Cosby show an enormous hoagie, as he would say. I'd have to make one. Uh, had ha- I had. I'd have made you one, but I thought you were still unconscious. Oh yeah, Bill. That is quite the quite the photo. Go to the the first one. Go to one of fourteen. There we go. Now, does that is that His the face? Looks, he looks like you know when you find like um, what are they called? Are they like tabby cats where they look like they've just run into a brick wall over and over yeah. and over again? Yeah. Now, does that look like the face of a man who raped 60 women? Um, it looks like the face of a man who's seen some shit in prison. Yeah. To me. It looks like the face of a man who has one glass eye. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like the face of a man who stared at the sun too long. When the solar eclipse came, he was like, yeah, no, and he was, <laughs> and he was, he was juiced up looking right into it. See, this was the photo of where he's returning. And I believe that's his son. This one? Bill Cosby spokesperson, Andrew Wyatt celebrate. No, not his son. It's just, I'm go- I was about to say, I'm glad we were in a time where, um, we can talk about, um, on extensive number of podcasts, how Bill Cosby is a favorite comedian of mine. Uh, not including his personal life. And then we can also um, have stories like this come out where Bill is free. Do you think he'll make a comedy special? Like if he like like Dave, like when Dave went into hiding for a little bit, except uh, mm-hmm. Bill is now coming out of, 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 of a federal prison. If he came and he, out and just did like a, like a Netflix hour from like his yeah. home, that would, yeah. I mean, it would be, it would break Netflix. I would, I would totally be into it. One hundred percent. We would, ha- we would have to do like a live stream of us watching. He's got, he's got so much, he's got so much material that yeah. he can work with. 
He's like, the gun put it in my butt every time I drop the soap. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> I'm looking at the Bill, the Bill Cosby welcome home party, and it's just strippers. <laughs> but like older strippers. <laughs> like... <laughs> oh. Ooh. Well, okay. Uh, I don't have another much su- more on some this supporter. <laughs> Queen Cha-Cha. She is a, a proud Michael Jackson fan. Yep. Um, and she has tweeted, congratulations, sir. Well, we've, I mean, we've been I'm so happy. Michael Jackson is innocent. I'm so happy for you. It was long overdue. Bill Cosby, I was talking to my son about your show the other day. Positive images of black people. I wonder if we'll see that again. Oh. Oh, it's a tweet all about Bill Cosby and how she's saying congratulations, sir, for being acquitted and released from prison early. No, I wouldn't say acquitted. Acquitted is not the right term. Okay, so um, this particular photo is activist Bird Milliken. That's not a real name, right? We can agree on that. If you name your kid Bird. That's a series of just honestly that's just two words smashed together in effigy of bill cosby on a shopping cart (laughs) there we go is that bird milliken yeah wait go back what did she why was she oh there she is um what is this is this a dummy is this like a (laughs) is this like the invisible man is this an invisible man he's all wrapped up and he just has the glasses and the hat he looks also why are there bubbles in the photo yeah it's like we're rape, but also soap bubbles. Accuser. Hold on, go back to that one. Accuser Lily uh, Bernard, who was said was drugged and raped by Cosby in the 1990s, converses with a man outside the courthouse on Monday. Ha- who? Okay. I just wanted to read that. <laughs> Former model and accused Janice Dickinson leaves the courtroom during the break in Monday sentencing so, hearing from Cosby. When I first saw her, um, Caitlyn Jenner, I really thought it was Caitlyn Jenner. And I was like, why is Caitlyn Jenner at Bill Cosby? For the listeners, <laughs> for the listeners, this is a photo of Caitlyn Jenner and the caption does not say Caitlyn Jenner on it. It's a very confusing process. Oh, we heart Bill Cosby. <laughs> a supporter holds up a shirt after the first day of the comedian sentence hearing. We heart Bill Cosby I'm- says the shirt. It's a white woman too. I know what I'm getting you for your wedding present. <laughs> that looks like a bed sheet. If I could just have a bed sheet that says just somewhere on the bed sheet. I don't want it to be like completely covering the bed sheet. I just want one line of text that says we heart Bill Cosby. It doesn't need to be prominent. No. Oh, God. Yeah. These are some good stuff. I think, uh, you know, obviously to wrap this up, I think Bill Cosby should uh rot in like the upper echelon parts of hell probably yeah yeah. like he doesn't need to be in like all the gloom and doom where he's like constantly being poked and prodded by demons but like he could you know well i uh, think i think he has like for example like i figure there's like general population of hell where it's just like average people that like did bad things and they go and they just like have to there's this like big fiery room yeah, I think he has like there's probably like a, a handful 
maybe even more, probably more people than that, that like get to go to like a special room of hell. Like a, like the first class of hell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like, the, like a Swedish prison of hell. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should, uh, one of these next episodes, come up and rank the different layers of hell. And we should, yeah, we should sh- create our hell. Create hell and then put certain people that, you know, within society into yeah. those layers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. One layer of hell should be that it's just people who were terrible enough that they're just stuck in traffic for eternity. They're trying yeah. to get to work and they're just stuck in traffic and it it's, never ends. That's like like the general uneasy part of hell. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's some cock and ball torture layers yeah, thrown in there. 100%. There's a Sibian yep. involved somehow. We're not sure, yes. but we'll find out. It's it's a Sibian with no controller. No, no nope. controller. And you just you sit on it for eternity, and it's just and it's not like even a, pleasure. It gets to a point where it's not even pleasurable anymore. It's just like, like Christ. Get me every off. Once in a while, a needle comes up, and it's just like boop. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, like just the. To wrap this up, I don't have a whole lot of more hot takes. We'll save hell for later, but um, we don't support rape. Uh, just nope. to be very clear, I think we, we did are an a pretty decent podcast. job of uh, making jokes not about rape. I think we focus mostly on uh, Bill Cosby's appearance, um, the ridiculousness of this situation, and then also things completely irrelevant, like the protester named Bird. Yes, well <laughs> said. Um, again, we... Uh... We are a podcast for the people, by the people. And unfortunately, Bill Cosby and his actions in the latter part of his life are not a part of what we do. So there we go. Yes. Um, But other than that, enjoy the rest of the episode. Do you want to hear what I've come up with for the next iteration of Bachelor Party Ideas? Yes, please. Well, the first one I feel like is just an absolute layup, and that is we fly ourselves over to the Middle East, specifically Turkey, and we just get hair transplants. Uh... Okay. For those who well, need them, maybe we get our beards, like kind of, you know. Yeah. Um, girthed up a little bit, but I mean, speak for yourself. I'm I'm looking pretty good. You're looking pretty good too. I don't think that there's a need for. No, I just have this one little patch in my beard that I would love if it. Oh, the beard. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I look atrocious. Like and when also, this grows like, out. can they fix my bald spot right here? Uh, why is that bald spot there? I don't know. I've never. I've never figured. It. I just have like a little patch where hair just doesn't really grow. I would ask your parents just in case. Like they. That's probably like they dropped you. They fucking clocked me with a crowbar when I was like three. <laughs> or it was just they were like you know. <laughs> shooting up like they do and they just forgot about you and <laughs> you bashed your head against some sort of wall 
It was when I was real small and I couldn't stand yet. So I was just sitting and then I just fell over and conked my head. I have this like concave little, uh, I have like a groove in my head that my Xbox uh, headset fits perfectly into, uh, but I've had it. It's not like, oh, over time that the, 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 the indent in my skull has formed. Do you have the little, the little back of your head wrinkle? From like wearing a hat? Yeah. Because I went to a new barber recently and she was like doing the back of my head and she goes, um, she was just like, I don't know. Like, and I was like, <laughs> she basically was like trying to ask me what the fuck was going on with my head without asking me. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. That's a thing that everyone that I know from Massachusetts has and no one that I've met down here has. So I don't know what it is. But it's like I've met people down here in Nashville that are from like New Hampshire, Massachusetts. And they're like, yeah, I have the little head wrinkle. And then like Dylan doesn't have it. And I'm like, uh, barbers, anyone? Your barber is all up like, can I ask you a personal question? Why your head (laughs) fucked up? (laughs) Why your skull fucky, bro? Did you you get a drop on your head? Uh, honestly, yeah, I got I ever tell you about- like a traumatic episode. Really? Yeah, I was. I don't remember any of it because uh, I suffered a traumatic brain injury. Um, and also, as an because you've suppressed that. Mm. Uh, my dad was walking with me, and he just fell down the stairs and like threw me down the flight of stairs. I don't. I have no recollection, obviously, but like. My dad I immediately mean, picked, picked hey, me up, took me to the hospital. Tom, I was an infant. listening right now. We know you are. Ball security is job security. Ball security is job <laughs> security. Yeah. <laughs> he would have been out of a dad job uh, if my mom had anything to say about it. No, he rushed me right to the hospital, I believe. And I mean, it wasn't like my household was the wild, wild west, but <laughs> I can count on at least both hands the number of times that some sort of uh, injury has occurred to either me or Ditz. Uh, the age-old story, my brother knows about this one, and it's a, it's a now-running family joke that my dad was trying to sleep, and I kept pulling the PlayStation off of, like, the table that it was on, I guess, and it bashed on the ground, and the disc would pop out, and my dad just kept setting it up for me, and I would just, like, continue to play and rip it off, and one, like the last time, probably the third time, the last time that he just ripped the PlayStation out of the wall and the, the, he did it with such force that the, the wired controller whipped up and bonked me on the head. And I went through the rest of my life telling people that my dad bashed a PlayStation over my head and like burst, snapped it in half on my, my cranium. Um, I feel Which, like though that's just like like I know you'll get there before I do, but like parenthood is just how, like how do we manage to not kill this kid? Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> it's how close can we get this child to to severe injury without getting them to yeah, severe yeah, yeah. injury? It's it's all putting out fires. It's not stopping the fires. It's yeah. how can we mitigate this so that it's not like life threatening. Sam, Sam was probably an infant. Maybe I'm six. We put in our pool in 2000 in the backyard because um, I can remember that my right mom, before 9-11. Good right move. before 9-11. Never forget. Uh, my, my mom like 
Sam, Sam was around when they were like just finishing the touches on it. Uh, but a newborn, maybe the next summer, Sam's maybe one or two. Uh, and I was, my dad was doing chemicals in like our sheds and I'm shout out me the and pool Sam, guy. Shout out the pool guy. Um, great, great sponsor of last episode. <laughs> that took me by surprise. I was not expecting to learn about chemicals and pools that day. Stitz is leaning over the edge and we're both like looking down and being like, well, this is a really deep pool. And we're both like dummies. And Sam just f- crawled in. He was like a, an <laughs> infant, just crawled in, sank like a rock right to the bottom, like, like a, like a lead weight right to the bottom. And I just looked at him and just casually walked into the shed and go, Hey dad, Sam's in the pool. And boom, all the clothes in jumps right in, gets him out. Totally fine. Sam's just like, and like spits out the water and is like completely fine. <laughs> but he was honestly he was down there for not, a good 30 not, seconds. not an ounce of buoyancy in that kid no oh god no <laughs> he is dense <laughs> this is a dense kid now well he was he was let me rephrase he was a dense kid now you throw him in the pool he's like a toothpick he'll just like <laughs> he won't he won't he'll just he's got enough arms and legs and they're lanky enough where he's like a water bug like he, yeah. he's not breaking the water tension on top. he's a human pool float exactly he's an he's he's a bunch of noodles tied together with zip ties yeah. <laughs> again shout out the pool guy shout uh-huh. out the pool guy. yeah i mean i wish i had an experience like that I, the old the closest i can get is this is um i was probably 15 or so and i was no i was definitely younger than that i think it was probably like middle schoolish mm. and i would play like we would play like two-hand touch football with like my little neighbors because all my neighbors were like smaller than me mm. so it'd just be like me against like seven little kids because that was what i did for fun apparently and for some reason i was like wrestling this one kid who was like pretty young at the time and I picked him up by his ankle and was holding him upside down. And I just dropped him on his head. <laughs> <laughs> on like grass or like concrete? No, on concrete. Oh, like Christ. <laughs> you became like the, you became like Sid. Sid yeah. from Toy Story. Like all the parents are like, stay away from Duncan. Stay away from Sid. He's a man- yeah. maniacal little kid <laughs> that likes looking at birds and reading books. Wreaking havoc. Just, yeah, just dropping kids on heads, taking lunch money, stealing their Harry Potter books. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, that was a tough look for the old dunk man. I we've definitely talked about it before, and this de- dates or like just relates to all the Georgetown ness. There wasn't like a lot of uh, craziness happening, I would say, unless you like lived in a different part of town. But we grew up very similar. M- my dad has countless stories of growing up in like Lynn and Peabody of just absolute mayhem like kids didn't run a block but there was just no adult supervision whatsoever and the stories are just i mean it's awesome and every parent (laughs) has it like every parent's got like oh hey when we were four we you know trashed a car just randomly or like my dad's story of like they used to just go down to like an abandoned apartment complex and throw m80s in the fucking basement because it made a cool noise exactly yeah yeah that was just like there was no other reason (laughs) <laughs> yeah but in, yeah relating to ours like i'm throwing crab apples at cars on north street yeah and nothing ha- like that's it 
Like I just, yeah. I was throwing a couple. Yeah. We never had a, we also, this was, I mean, I wouldn't say this is, this is like everyone's experience, but a lot of people like this, there happens to be like a death in a high school, like yeah. a kid drunk, like a drunk driving or uh, an accident. Just literally that never anything. Happened. Just natural causes. Like I can remember going to old age, uh, Pennsylvania, all those kids, my freshman year, they were like, oh yeah, we had our, you know, Jimmy Schmidt's memorial game because a kid died on, you know, drunk driving or whatever. And I'm like, that never happened. Like there were the kids I went into school with. I saw them all at the end. There was no deaths. Yeah. No one passed away. No one did. There was an OD. There was a the, there was a tangential death, but that wasn't really what the other I mean, like, like what the Pataka kid? No, Cam Coy. Oh, true. Now that I say that, I take Rest that back. Peace, but, well, we were um, out of school, but then. yeah, we, we didn't go to school with him. It wasn't our we, generation. We, I, we never. Yeah, we knew Tommy. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out Tommy. Shout out T Coys. Um, yeah, yeah, I would say like that's probably our closest one. But there were like people who were like, like I, they're like, the oh, most, like I had class with this kid, and yeah, then he, yeah. wasn't, he just wasn't in calculus the next day. Yeah, was, that's no, like and there was some heavy shit, like like scandalous. Like the most scandalous thing was like the kids who went and smoked cigarettes on the hill behind the school, and that was yeah. like, oh, or like, those are some bad kids, some bad a eggs. Party, a party got broken <clears throat> up the night before, or something. Yeah. That was like you know, obviously like senior year. Um, nothing crazy. We just lived a very cushy, very nerf nerf football life yeah and then we went off to college and we were like what the fuck is this shit oh this is real world baby yeah it's a it's a real wake-up call um so i before we move on to things this is just a off the top of the dome kind of exercise so the the neighbors above us have been doing this thing recently and for a while now in which, like, Thursday, Friday, Aggressive Saturday sex. nights, close, they play, like, obscenely loud music to the point that, like, I can hear it. Like, while I have my TV on, I can hear it over the TV. And they also just, like, like it sounds like they have, like a, a, like, a closet full of bowling balls. And they just like open it like the Crap Brothers. And the Crap, I was just about to say, Zabumaf- the Zabumafu closet yeah, comes yeah, into yeah. play, but it's just but all it's bowling only balls. bowling balls. And it's just yeah. like, gong, 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 gong. Are they like instruments? Like they've got a band going, or it's just no, they're blasting no, no, no. from the. They're woofers. just assholes. So uh, my question is, what do you think? Because I'm only going to put up with this for so much longer. What is my best course of action? Do I go up? I'll give you a. Do I knock on their door with like a baseball bat and be like, hey, fuck faces? Do I leave a passive aggressive note? Do I report it to like the apartment people? I'll I'll give you I'll give you a rational and then a, a very irrational um, course of like action. This. Yes. What would you like first? Uh, I would like the rational one first. The rational one first. Uh, I would say, yeah, whoever your landlord, the, the person like just bitch and complain, like not don't send an email. Like, do they have an office in the building? Yeah, yeah. Like, just go right down to it. Like you got a day off and everything nine to f- nine to five, like literally go in there and just straight up be a dick, but only about someone else behind their back and just be like, yeah. I can't stand it anymore. 
Like they're they're never gonna find out. It's an all all that shit's anonymous. Like they're never gonna yeah. find out. Like it's the person, but they're not gonna be like it's the person below you. And then they're waiting outside your door. Just straight up be it, uh, a Karen and go right into that office, and I like, like just be like you know you're B twelve there. You're B twelve. They're B thirteen on the the floor above you. And they're like B thirteen is all the fucking time playing music loud. Cut that shit out obnoxious like, it, yeah. they'll do it on like a random tuesday night it's just like hey yeah. we don't live in a fucking dorm anymore yeah exactly Have some respect all right irrational yeah. here we go so what you need tires since since you work at amazon yeah you're on the road all the time yeah what you need to do is you need to next time you go out you get yourself uh, are you able and do you have access to like the packaging like, can you get yourself a box with Amazon tape? Yes, absolutely. Just get a, I, just there's like, one in my room right now. There you go. Since you're on the road so much, head out farmland. You know you, what you tell me, the Snapchats you send me, there's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, barbed wire fences, tr- keeping in cattle. I need you to find some roadkill. <laughs> Scoop up that. I'm not talking about squirrels. No, I'm no, like, like an armadillo. Groundhog. Yeah, a groundhog. Some sort of uh, possum, and yeah, yep, a raccoon. Like we're talking, maybe. we're talking. You know the the, the middle, yeah. You know a me a medium sized rodent. Toss not it in quite the box. a deer, but not quite a squirrel. Toss, toss it in the box. Package it up all nice. You know, print out a fake label. Yeah, that says like you know to so and so. Or honestly, send it to yourself and like address it like Duncan Huff. Nashville, Tennessee, whatever your address is, and put it right in front of their door. You may have to like get some plastic bags or at least like tin, you know what you do? You line it with tin foil so nothing <laughs> leaks through. And you you scoop it up. You're gonna have to have a shovel, put it in the Amazon box, wrap it all up. And then they'll be like, oh, maybe, you know, this is this is Duncan's. And then they they walk it down to you and you go oh hi are you the people above me and they're like yeah we're the people <laughs> above you and you just go oh and this is for me and you're like yeah and you open it up and you go this is why <laughs> you always leave a note <laughs> you're like this will happen to you i will continue to send more and more roadkill to you unless you turn down the volume <laughs> The other thing is, um, I just thought of this actually use because originally I thought instead of roadkill, you were going to go for animal feces, you know, the website where you can send animal poop, the what if I just send them animal. Poop? Yeah. Well, they don't continue. You, you get creative, Duncan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you get the roadkill, you okay. get your, you get animal like feces, put, put your own feces. Yeah. They'll, they'll never know the difference, <laughs> but they're not going to send it in for testing. Eat a bunch of corn, <laughs> take a shit in the box, send it to them. Uh, in my brain, yeah. <laughs> send it through UPS to them. Make them think about it. Make them think about it. And I think the best thing is to let them know, like if you continue to send boxes of shit to their door, let them know you do it. <laughs> yeah. Make, take make it. them either move Leave a or... Note. Make them either move or do a cease and desist, and you can be like, I also, with the cease and desist and the restraining order, I want a noise ordinance (laughs) policy or something to happen. I understand I'm being sued for a lot of money, but I need to do something to them. 
I'm being sued for psychological assault, but <laughs> I just need them to turn down their music. I think that's a fair <laughs> enough trade-off. I'll stop all of this. I'll stop right yeah. now if they just shut the fuck up. Yeah, I'll go to court order therapy because I'm sending you <laughs> boxes of animal feces. I just need you to turn down the Led Zeppelin. Speaking of which, I've been listening to a lot of Led Zeppelin lately. That's, That's really, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to just go tangents and go into new music or do you want to <laughs> continue with bachelor party ideas? I think we've exp- I boxes of roadkill. That's the bachelor. That's the theme. Uh, Amazon box of roadkill is the theme for the bachelor party. I have two more. All right. That okay. So the first one is it's a September wedding, right? Yes. So you know, there's lots of things people think of <laughs> when they think of September. They think of Jackson's birthday being on the twenty yep. seventh. Um, that's nope. a big one. Twenty third. Twenty third. Three strikes are out. <laughs> That plays actually into one of my bachelor party ideas. Um, and then they also think of 9-11. So what I'm thinking is we go get a plane and we just reenact 9-11. Don't hate it. Other people will, but I don't. <laughs> Other people will not be pleased, but hey. Not at all. We're not going to be here to see it. You know who would probably be like really on board? Pete Davidson. <laughs> he already shits on that, that date enough. He'd be Chris pumped. Stefano would be. Oh God, I love that Chris Stefano story. <laughs> that's and like that honestly has God, nothing to do with. Has nothing to do with nine eleven either. Not really. No. No. The funniest part is that it's just such a, like it's such a perfect, like little tidbit that his mom survived nine eleven and then fell getting off the bus home. Yeah, and she and she like, like she called beat Chris the shit out of like <laughs> yeah, and her face was all fucked up. But that's like everyone has that in your life where it's like you narrowly avoid something like horrific and tragic and then you like stub your toe. Yeah. And you're like, my day is terrible. Yeah. I, I just miss getting into a car accident, but I have IBS. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I shit myself a little bit. But but I got home and just was on the toilet for about 45 minutes. <laughs> and then my my last one is, again, September, your birthday. What if we just throw ourselves like a children's birthday party and like we hire a magician, we get a bouncy house, we get a slip and slide. I would just love to recreate. I think it was maybe like my fifth or sixth birthday where it was just pirate themed. Everyone gets an eye patch. Everyone gets a little hook. Uh, we have a buried treasure with just chocolate coins and cake. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of rum. Mm-hmm. And uh, we all contract syphilis. Uh, and scurvy and and scurvy um bouncy castle would be great pirate theme bouncy castle we play play we have like a wiffle ball tournament you know we play like kickball um i hold on yeah here we go do you really like kickball no i hate kickball it's it's so stupid socks kickball sucks so many there's so many better games than kickball. Do you know why I've, <clears throat> I've been, I've been working on some sort of hypothesis. Okay. Um, do you know why we play kickball so much in school? Uh, because no one uh, actually likes soccer in America. So they're like, we have to kind of teach them the fundamentals to soccer, but we need to put it in a version. Like we need to Americanize it. We need yeah. to translate it. <clears throat> no, uh, it's because <laughs> 
public school gym teachers do not trust children with bats. That's why we don't <laughs> play baseball. That's why we play kickball. There's a kickball unit instead of baseball unit because gym teachers do not trust children with bats. Doesn't matter Which, if it's a wiffle ball or not. Don't fair enough. <laughs> like I, I, I can get on board with that. Already, when it's it's about to be the Fourth of July, um, and uh, yearly the Nelk household has a wiffle ball game. Um, I believe it's on the third this year. Um, and I already like can picture I'm gonna hit someone in the back with the bit with the wiffle ball bat or slap yep. him in the ass too hard or hit him in the yep. hit him in the back of the calves. Like yep. I, I don't trust myself with a wiffle ball bat. <laughs> no. <laughs> you think I'm going to trust a, a group of 47th graders? No. That's no. why we play kickball. Yeah. Kickball and also sucks. I mean, to be fair, like hitting someone with a wiffle ball bat is just kind of like a, a medium form of BDSM. <clears throat> yeah. You flatten, you flatten that wiffle ball bat out. You got yourself a nice paddle, which uh, yep. is always game in the bedroom. Get them on the Sibian and hit them with the wiffle ball bat. Yeah. That's what we all say. It's just like that. Uh, that great line from uh, Paul Revere, Beastie Boys. I did it like this. I did it like that. I did it with a wiffle ball bat. So I'm on the run. Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, I I actually think the children's birthday party one was one that I came up with like real high. I think that would actually be a ton of fun if we just like threw everything out the window and we just had like stupid activities and like balloon animals and like fucking like Hawaiian punch. We went to uh, Party City like hours before we started, and we bonkers. just got any anything. We go to bonkers and then we come back and do. Ch- should we? No, Chuck E. Cheese. Let's go to oh. fucking Charles Entertainment Cheese. Let's go yeah. to Chuck E. Cheese. No, I'm with it. Or we do one of my good old fashioned birthday parties and we go see Nancy Drew at Cinemagic. Yeah. <laughs> They got dipping dots. No, do you hear the the sad, sad news? What? Cinematics closed. Oh no, forever and ever. Uh, for, I believe so. Uh, is this a situation where like we can start a GoFundMe and really rally the troops and get this thing back back up and running? Or, I mean, uh, or what if a we former start a guest Becca and- Smith? Becca Smith is going to be real pissed off when she listens to this episode. She doesn't know. Cinematic has closed. Back on. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I go in its parking lot. Every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for my summer camp because that's where the bus can fit. It's closed. We can't even let the kids go to the potty. So, no dipping dots. Cinematic's closed. Maybe a GoFundMe. Here's my pitch: is what if? So the space is there, right? Are they? Yes. Do you know if it's like they're being foreclosed upon? They're bankrupt? Like, what's the situation? It's, it seems like a uh, everyone's shift ended and they just had locked the doors and never re- unlocked them. Uh, the, the signage is still up in the window, the carpets, all the, you can see inside all the movie posters that go, yep. that go down the, the hallway are still all there. So I, I don't know. I feel like if it was, that, that sounds like foreclosure, like where it's just mm-hmm. like, they just lock the so, doors and never open them back up. So what if we start to go fund me and then we buy Cinemagic? We buy Cinemagic. Are we, and then we, we, we run yes. like some movies in there. We do like live podcasts. We could use it as really like a multifunctional space. Yeah. There's like banging on my walls right now. Um, yeah, we could, we, we could, could turn it into like this one room where it's just like, there's just like the plastic wrap all around and it's just where you go to kill people. 
Yeah, very American Psycho-esque. Yep. I feel like I feel this could be a multi-dimensional, um, a, a true family fun entertainment facility. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where movies, live uh, performances. Yep. Murder. Yep. Uh, maybe one one room. We take out all the seats and just uh, disco lights in. I was going to say mechanical bowl. Mechanical bowl could be fun. Uh, let me think. They have Cinemagic. I think they have eight theaters. So we we got we need two movie theaters. One and then we need one movie theater where it's just porn. Yeah, adult. So then we have we got yeah. The only tasteful though, with a very very loose security system. Um, (laughs) bouncer at the front door. Very he the guy's about he's he's sixty seven years old. He's about five four. He's asleep all the time. It's we're we're getting my dad is what we're getting. Yeah, does your dad need a job? We'll pay him. We'll pay him sixty five thousand a year with benefits. It's a salary job. He's a part of a union. What in the world? What is- union? We're not sure, but he's no. part of one. No, he's he's a union of one. That's all you need. I think you can declare yourself a union whenever you need to. Like fucking like that. Hey, we're the workers of the mines. Who gives a shit? Go back in the hole. <laughs> There's not much that, that you need to do to, to make a union, I don't think. No, no. You just have to say it out loud and then yeah. elect a president. And yeah. I mean, the easiest election ever is electing yourself president. Yeah, there you go. Well, we, we will, uh, I, we can't be involved since we will be your dad's employers, but we'll like allow it. Yeah, exactly. Like there's, there's not going to be any, you want 70,000 a year. Okay, fine. Twist our arm. Yeah. All the money is not going anywhere towards Senate magic. It's going into your dad's pocket. (laughs) He's coming home. He's coming home with like a $1,500 paycheck every week. (laughs) Yeah. He's he's living. He's doing great. Oh, <laughs> he's like, I've never had this much money. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do with it all? For? And then in turn, he he rises up. He buys up the Cinemagic from us. And then he turns it into probably the same thing. Just more porn. Um, yeah. It's, there's no actual movies. <laughs> no. The, but then we got the mechanical bowl and uh, the rave, the murder room. Uh, just a, just a, a wall for like maybe like tweakers that have like fuzzy fuzzy fabric on the wall. <laughs> I thought you would mispronounce twerkers. <laughs> no, tweakers. So tw- twerkers, tweakers, we can get whatever we want in there. You know, who's the judge? Who's the judge? And then uh, the, and then the last theater we just one yeah. theater where we just plug in like a of Amazon Fire TV and it's just everyone gets to fight over who has the remote to Yeah, them. it's there's there's never anything on. You're just stuck <laughs> on the main menu flipping back and forth. Or I was gonna say we just rent it out for office space. So we just have cubicles in the last one. <laughs> it's like it's fluorescent lights. Yeah, it's there's just cubicles. Some some poor insurance company is yeah. just <laughs> cold calling yeah. people. God. And you just this it's like office space, everyone's sad. Yeah. And you hear like the bumping music from like the rave or the porn room <laughs> in like the just the thin a thin wall next to you. And you're like, fuck. They probably have pretty good actual soundproofing in there, though, when you think about it. Cinemagic. 
Cinemagic, no, but in I mean, in general, I don't recall being in Cinemagic and being like, I can hear the movie next door. I have. Okay, I take it, that back then. Both of the, <laughs> both Cinemagic and Vision Max, it was like a really quiet scene. Like, I, on, I honestly believe that it was, they're just doing two showings of the Hunger Games. And one started a half hour before the other. And you could hear like the action of the 30 minutes Bef- ahead of you in the room over that's beautiful i was yeah. just thinking of like in my mind i was picturing like working in like a cubicle in a renovated movie theater like cold calling someone and just being able to vividly hear oh yeah oh and they're like sir what 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 exactly is happening at your you're office? just like yeah, he's just like it, it's just it's just forty nine ninety nine. We have you completely covered. Just don't pay attention to anything that's going on in the background. Um, you're gonna get all of your the insurance that you need. Uh, I I also would love it's a you're working in a cubicle and you're just at an angle. <laughs> the floor yeah, is slanted. Your floor is slanted. You can't you can't have rolly office chairs. Yeah, you're working at an angle, working on a fold. Oh, you're working on a folding chair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, I'm, I think we, we got a, we have an idea. I think we got something rolling here. I, I'm going to reach out to some people, see what that kind of the price of the property is looking like. I'm hoping we can kind of get maybe all in, let's say like $250,000. I think that's probably a reasonable number. And then yeah. probably they'll just let us have everything. I mean, that's if already we in probably just, magic. we just rent the space, I feel like. Yeah. Well, so here's what I'm th- I'm thinking is we buy the property and then we we rent out like the office yeah. space is kicking us back basically our mortgage every month. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then we're already, before if you we're know show- it, <clears throat> if we're showing movies, we're making money. Exactly. So between upcharge I mean, the tickets, especially because then we also just have like a grab bag where it's like you pay a little bit extra and it's like you don't know which room you're going to. Oh, I like that. You're yep. just stuck in the mechanical ballroom for two and a half hours. <laughs> it's a it's a guarantee two and a half hours in yeah. any room. Like you're yeah. locked in. It's, you, it even is, if you're you're gonna go see Peter Rabbit too, I'm locking the doors behind you. You ain't getting out of Peter Rabbit too. <laughs> it is the runaway of the Dark Knight Rises is the yes, amount of time, time you have to spend in every room. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. So then I mean we're just the office. They're they're covering our mortgage. The rest of it is just operational costs and going to my dad. <laughs> yeah, right to your dad. Right to the dip and dots. We got we we already have a well, like our uh, a for sure lockdown customer with Becca. We 100%. just gotta have that those dip and dots. We uh, we have to, and then we're good to go. We have the dip and dots expense. Maybe the foam for the for the rave room. Yeah, and we need. What if? So are do you think are you? Are you sure it's only eight theaters? I believe so. I believe there's two sections and I believe it's one through eight. Or there's four. It's four. It's like one through four one on through the four. right and five through eight on the other. I feel like there I feel like in my brain I may be convoluting it with something, but I feel like there's more than that. I always thought that Cinema 97 was the one that had less theaters and Cinemagic had it, like 10 or 12. No, it does. <clears throat> Vision Max Cinema 94 definitely has less cinemagic has more cinemagic is the one that's out of business yeah that's what i'm saying but i'm saying they have more than eight is my point so i'm just trying to come up with more room oh, oh, oh. i i think cinema 94 has 
I was just there the other week. Maybe six. I think they have six. I'm thinking one of them is just a beach room, and we just fill it with sand. Fill it with sand. Yeah. And it's like you can't wear shoes in there. There's yeah no no place to wash off your feet. It's, you just it's, have to put your socks back on. It's basically like a like a Margaritaville. It's just a Jimmy Buffett themed room. There's cheeseburgers in paradise and margaritas yeah, yeah. all um, the time, and really loose women, <laughs> swingers in hula skirts. <laughs> yeah, and you can't wash your feet off before no. you leave. There's no place. But if you get caught in the the general area without, if we see you tracking in sand, you get sent to the murder room. Yeah, and then in the murder room, we put the no country for old men thing, so that it's just like (laughs) the cattle gun. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, February twenty third. What? Oh, sorry, I'm not sharing my screen. My bad. What happened on February 23rd, Valentine's Day? No, all of the... Permanently closes all New England locations. Yeah. Rest in peace. But that doesn't tell me how many fucking... I just want to know how many things it had. Honestly, I'm just learning that there was more than one cinematic. I am also learning that. We are running that live on the pod. Zaya Corp Entertainment. There was some That's in Maine. Saco, Westbrook, South Portland. Whoa. That is that photo was straight out of the 90s. Oh yeah. No, this is this is actually a Call of Duty map. Yeah. In, in Cold War. Yeah. Salisbury, Sturbridge. Where the fuck is Sturbridge? Hook set. Merrimack, Portsmouth, and then there were some main ones. Saco. I'm pretty sure that Sturbridge is one of those uh, towns that we talked about where it's in the like Massachusetts Bur- Triangle where it's yeah. like between all the highways and no one actually knows it exists yeah, yeah, and it's you, a fake you, place. It's, yeah, it doesn't even, you can't even get it's, there. It's like Twin Peaks. Yes. I don't, yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to tell me how many fucking things are in there but um uh, so i had texted you top five mind-blowing things i couldn't actually come up with five of those because i i wasn't just gonna google fucking mind-blowing facts because that's stupid but i was more thinking of it like a little more abstract um and things that like i i simply cannot wrap my mind around One of those things is any, like, if you give me a number of people, I, I have my, my brain can't comprehend large numbers of people. Like, for example, a sellout crowd at Fenway Park is just under 37,000 people. That's that it's, if you had asked me, I would have been like 200,000. I don't know. I would have thought, like, I can see Fenway. It seems like so many people, but then 37,000 seems very small. No, 37,000 seems too big for me. But in comparison... If you were to to say, like, how many people can fit in Fenway, I'd be like 6,000. 
but in, this is exa- your work actually proven my point in which I can't comprehend yeah numbers of people but like in comparison to like football stadiums or like basketball arenas like it's lo- it's on the lower side if you were to tell me that the patriots can get 37,000 people in there I'd believe you what do you think the the uh, capacity of Gillette is 37,000 I don't know I'll bump it up 40, make it an even number 40,000. Let's see. Sixty five thousand eight hundred and seventy eight. That's too many fucking people. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't that. I, yeah, I can't comprehend that shit at that's all. Too, that's like. But I then to the, me. When I think about it, the number of people at a Patriots game seems less than the number of people at Fenway. Maybe it's just because it's more compact and like everyone's kind of on top of each other and the way it's designed and it's yeah. like an older stadium. But I've also never been to Gillette. So this so, comparison so doesn't really make any sense. When well, let's you... see like like the Boston Garden. Yeah, that's got to be less than Gillette. Got to be. I just think when I watch television and I watch a Patriots game, I look and I'm like, that's, that's not, it's not like a crazy amount of people. There's a lot of people there you can hear and I can't see any empty seats, but 65,000 people seems blasphemous. Like there's not that many people that should be there. Capacity of the Boston garden. 19,580. What? This is, we're just, hold on. I think we are are now, I think we now just don't understand how big (laughs) these venues are. No. Like we can't grasp. I have no concept at all. I've been to the garden. I've been to Fenway, been to Gillette, but I also went to Gillette not for a football game for a concert. So I only saw like about half of that shit. So I truly don't have any sort of standard, some bar to set. Like I, I got nothing. I, I, we just, we, we don't know. It, it's not that we don't know how many people are, how many people. We just don't know, understand how big places are. No. So yeah, again, no idea. I wonder what are other like places that would be like have capacities like, what is the world's biggest stadium? It's got to be somewhere. It's got to be in either Europe or the Middle East or China. I would say somewhere in Saudi Arabia. I'm guessing actually Beijing, the Olympic Stadium, would be my guess. Like the nest? Yeah. They made that whole thing just to swim in it. <clears throat> Who has the fucking... Is it Japan that has the Olympics this year? Yes, 2021. Cool. I'll tell you a mind-blowing fact that I saw on TikTok today. Hell yeah. There was a TV show in the 50s called I Have a Secret. And the whole thing was that they would read off like parts of a man's secret or someone's secret. And then you had to guess who has that secret, like who has experienced that thing. So like 
if it were me and you, it would be like, has a dog. And then you'd have to look at the two of us and be like, okay, which one has a dog? And they would pick this man's secret was that he and Abraham Lincoln were alive at the same time. This is 1956, this television show broadcast, and he was on. He, his whole secret, and they were like, well, it's got to be the old guy. Like, he was, a, he was the, he's the oldest one in this crowd. He was probably alive with Abraham Lincoln still being alive. He had Benjamin Button disease. No. He, he his whole secret that he revealed to the crowd and people were like standing and applauding. He was in the Ford theater when Lincoln got shot. He was alive and experienced Lincoln dying in the Ford theater in 1865. And he was able to tell that secret to a game show audience in 1956. So how old was he? 90. So it's 65. Also, he's probably older than what he is. Cause he went to the theater. Like he wasn't he like must have carried been a child. there by his mother. He must have been like an infant or like a child. Like uh, let's give him three. He was three tops. Can you just imagine? Sometimes this is another mind blowing thing is imagining how different our lives were than people's lives a generation before us. <clears throat> yeah. Like, it's crazy. It, I, uh, we have the fucking internet. That's the biggest from That's generation the biggest to one. generation that this is they're saying that there will never in the like the rest of Earth's history, there will never be a more significant leap between generations than ours and our parents. Because we will continue to have the Internet. Unless fucking aliens come down. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is I I think that when once we discover like space travel. But but besides that, that is isn't even going to be a bigger leap in terms of like. And that's also like like an outside force. Like this is something that we just created ourselves. We we have been uh, like just increasing in terms of like the Internet and connectivity, um, globalization, all this stuff that has you know, benefited the world because of the, and not benefited the world because of the internet. We have rapidly been going through it so fast that it would take some sort of outside force coming into our planet for us to make that big of a leap. Because say like, like, oh, the next thing is we're going to download, you know, memories and ourselves onto the internet. Well, that isn't a big enough, like literally our parents, there was no way to come in contact with another random person like you just couldn't do it like you imagine like like not not even just say bumping on the on like the street like the amount of uh connectivity that we have with strangers was wasn't even thought about even like um we got like a little taste of it because we just like we were slightly before cell phones like I remember mm. growing up, like calling people's landlines to be like, yeah, "Hey, yeah. do you want to hang out?" Yeah, but like, <clears throat> we still had the that internet. was like, yeah, I could just like, I don't know, like I knew your, I could still go on the computer like at school and like learn things or like we, go to the library and the biggest the thing was that we had we had Google. That's yeah. the, that's the thing that I feel like people don't talk enough about is that we were able to get any sort of information whenever we wanted 
Some people had like, like, not every household had a computer back when we were born in, you know, in 1997, not every, but you, if you wanted to, instead of having to look through a book, you could go to the library and Google anything. Even like what we're doing right now. <clears throat> yeah. The, the, we this are, is the thing we are virtually from a thousand miles away talking to each other and then we're going to record it and disseminate it for the entire world to see or no one's going to actually listen to to it but yep. the entire world could theoretically see it i i still am holding on to the idea that this is like this is like star trek shit even if you were to be like to when when we were like four if you were to be like, hey, you remember on Star Wars where Darth Vader comes on the screen and he's talking to Luke and Leia and it's through a television screen and they're like, and I'm like, yeah. And then like, you're going to do that in your lifetime. I, like, I would be like, are you fucking kidding me? That jump of not having Skype to now having Skype isn't as big as our parents to us. Like when the internet yeah, yeah. was like, yeah, fine. Yeah. it's the, it, like, it's, it's honestly, it's never going to happen again unless no. we start teleporting people. Like that could be the next big thing is Blue you, powder. yeah, you diagonally are way into this shit. Um, that may be the only, but it may not even be because there's going to be all these like steps where we start like uh, testing it out and everything. It, my dad explained it to me the other day where he was just like, he's like, the internet just was like, we have the internet. It was just like one day they were like, they flipped the switch and they're like, the internet's here, try it out. There is now never going to be like a, or potentially not a snap. And it's like the whole world opens up. Yeah. It's not going to happen again because we are already have the internet and we are already doing all these steps in this process to bettering everything else. Like my dad was literally like one day, like I went to work and they were like, you should get an email. And my dad's like, I don't, like what are you talking about like <laughs> it was just English, like all please? of a sudden it was just all of a sudden the internet <clears throat> came alive i think seinfeld did it pretty well seinfeld like made like a couple jokes about like you know in the nine late 90s when the internet became like huge they were like oh you should get the, you know an email you should you should try this internet thing and like they were like making fun of it being like oh i can write letters i can take make a telephone call and everything it, uh, the internet was truly like a snap into existence thing and then also, like, back then, like, you think about, especially I'm thinking about Seinfeld, how, like, most of the premise of Seinfeld, like, a lot of the premises of Seinfeld is that you would just show up at someone's apartment. Yeah, yeah. And be I, like, hey, Kramer, I'm here. Kramer Let's coming through, or you, bu George buzzes, and he's like, I'm here. And they're like, yeah, like, George is here. Yeah. He just George showed up. Here. Like, imagine... Or and imagine nowadays if I just showed up to your apartment. It was like, the hey, best let's hang out. The best thing, too, is when they ever go to the coffee shop and it's just like, hey, George is here. He's just like, I know that they're going to be there. Like, that's just I just know they always go to the same place and everything. And I'm just going to I'll just mosey my way, way there. And if they're not there, I'll wait for him. Yep. That was the 90s. You yep. go to a coffee shop and you wait till someone, you know, shows up. <laughs> and now it's just like texting and shit. You want to know the world's largest stadium? The capacity, 150,000 people. Oh, the location? No, hold on. The location? It's it, in America? Nope. Okay. Um, Asia. Yep. 
Far East. Yep. Far East. Ooh, China. Nope. Japan. Nope. Korea. Which one? North. Yeah, Pyongyang, baby. Really? Yeah. What is it called? It is called North Korea's Rungrado First of May Stadium. It's called the uh, Kim Jong-il's anus. Come on down and pledge your allegiance to Kim Jong Il's anus structure. I think it. I think it was probably literally created to be like this is a way that we're gonna get everyone in the same place so that we can give yeah. them all the same propaganda at the same time. Same, all the same brainwashing. And Did then I number ever... number two, actually. Do you want to guess number two? Right next door. It's also in Pyongyang. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "Why? Why not? Let, let's build it again." Number two is the DMZ. Really. No, it's not. <laughs> do you want to guess number two, or do you want me to du- tell you? Somewhere in Dubai. No. Like the Far East? No. Middle East? No. Uh, honestly, like it wouldn't surprise me if it's somewhere in like Germany where it's like this enormous soccer stadium. Nope. America? Mm-hmm. North America or, or America? North America. <clears throat> Ooh, Mexico City? Nope. I don't know. It I'm is tired of guessing. the Michigan Wolverines football stadium. Is That's the second? Two. Yes. Are you shitting me? At 113,000. Wow. And then number three. Why do we never is, talk about that? Is Penn State. Beaver Stadium. Number four, Ohio Stadium. Number five, Kyle Field. Number six, Neyland Stadium. So it goes Michigan, Penn State. Well, for, hold on, hold on. Let's not let's not bury the lead here. It goes North Korea and North then Korea. Michigan, <laughs> <laughs> and then Ohio, and then fucking Texas A and M, and then University of Tennessee, LSU. Um, oh shit! Alabama. Does it say when the Does it say when the Wolverine Stadium was like built? Does it give like a date? It's got to be recent. Um, obviously, they've done a ton of renovations, but it has hosted over 100,000 people at almost all home football games since November 1975. 100,000 people since night. There's no, no, the US didn't even have 100,000 people <laughs> in 1975. The, that is the entire state of Michigan has yeah. gone to a yeah. Wolverines game. College Holy football, shit. baby. Yeah. Something else, right? That I This took a whole left turn that I didn't this see is, coming. That truly, even... you, Duncan, you're right. That is truly mind-blowing. <laughs> <laughs> my mind has been blown off with my balls. Yes. My balls are in the street outside, and my mind... It's in the other part of the apartment complex. There you go. That's wow. crazy. Uh, that, I just can't get out of my head that it goes Pyongyang and then <laughs> Ann Arbor, Michigan. <laughs> I want to see if there's... Um, okay, so then number nine is um, the Texas Longhorns, Austin, Texas. And then number 10, the Melbourne cricket ground so it goes 
North Korea, and then eight college football stadiums. And then that's a, the thing. A cricket stadium. They're all Australia. college football. It's not like an NFL stadium. It's not, it's their college football stadiums. Yeah. How have how have I listened to PMT for like five years and they've never once mentioned that nope. Michigan is it, like it's the top is just, like the, nobody the, talks about it. Also, it's the biggest American stadium in the in the, the country. Okay, so I will there's there's a there's a little addendum to this. So I, I then backed out of the article I was in and went to Wikipedia. So apparently the, the stadium in Pyongyang is officially listed at 150,000, but they did like a remodeling and now it is estimated, but not confirmed because North Korea has to be number one still that it now sits at about 114,000. Uh, so but it's dropped. It's still number so then the unofficial number one in the world is Narendra Modi Stadium in India, for like which cricket. is the the Indian national cricket team wow. cricket stadium at one hundred and thirty two thousand, and then it let's still let's, goes. Let's cut that part. I don't want any continuity. Like the, we we got to get rid of that part. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, we yeah. just found the wrong article. Um, and then it, but yeah, no, the rest of them still stand up. So either way, it's either Pyongyang or an Indian cricket stadium and then and eight then, college football stadiums and then another cricket stadium. That's crazy. And then I hate to cut it. I hate to cut it short. I got to go. No, 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 that's fine. Uh, then it goes just a bunch of, it's then a mix of college football stadiums and soccer stadiums. Yeah. I was going to assume that like, on. I like if you see like a Barcelona game, like that stadium's got to be camp huge. now. Camp now is ninety nine thousand three hundred and fifty four. So and lot. then it goes uh, South Africa, and then it goes Sanford, Cotton Bowl, Rose Bowl, and then Wembley. Wembley, yeah, I forgot. Even forgot to put those big. Like a that's good fucking trivia. The other thing, I'm just gonna slide in real quick before we hop off. The fact that Nick Merks because of his just off of Twitch subscription makes about two and a half million dollars a year. I hate that. That blows my mind. I think an all time drop, drop your, uh, drop your balls on the table move is it just have recently. Um, I, I, I witnessed it. Reading in the division two North finals. Hey, uh, we won. Jackson won. Mm-hmm. Jackson specifically. Nobody else. Nobody else was even involved in it. There, there was a scant other people involved in the win, but we were playing Wakefield, and uh, I roll up right like before, you know, the game is happening. Like the, my guys are still in the locker room. Uh, rolling in, I did notice. I was like, wow, like these Wakefield kids, they're already here. Like the whole team was already warming up on our field. And I'm rolling in, and I like am about to whip into a spot. A truck takes up two spots, and I'm like, mm, "Okay, okay, sure, I, I get you." And I was just like, "Big truck, I got you, I understand." Bet you, you need all that truck. <laughs> yeah, you need all the truck. You need See. all that, all that, all those spots because the the spacing on your penis um, has not filled out. No. Um, I do that, but with the Amazon van and I'll just take up like three spots. 
I'm like, fuck you. You see the logo on the side. That logo is essentially, it might as well say police department because I yeah. can do whatever I want. <laughs> Honestly. So I, I go two spots down. I, I pull in. And the, the truck had been f- facing um, front end outward. So I couldn't really see what was on the back of the truck. It's covered in Wakefield stickers. We're playing at Reading. The balls, the cojones to roll up to not your school and just park like an absolute D-bag. I'll tell you, there would have been a time in both of our lives in which we would have discovered where that person resided and we would have put toilet paper all over that truck. Yeah. Uh, It was, it was, it seemed like nothing. Like I was just like, oh, whatever. And then I like walked by and I looked and I didn't really think, I was like thinking of other things. But then every other coach on the team was just like, you see that Wakefield truck out there. (laughs) You see that fucking prick. You see that jerk off. You see that Wakefield jerk off that parked that took up two parking spots. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I guess. Like, yeah. yeah. Sure, dude. Yeah, whatever. Um, I don't got long because I'm about to pass no. out and fall asleep. I would like to say that I am watching uh the Suns down seven with Go six Suns. minutes left in the third. Go Suns. Um, Devin Booker has been wearing a mask, um, and doing his thing, I guess. And Batman, uh, Devin Booker, Batman, Dev- Devin Booker, Batman. And uh, what was I gonna say? I've been absolutely crushing it at Mario Golf. I think I need to take my uh, I'm taking my talents to Medford. And if we ever someone gets a switch. And we we're all playing Mario Super Rush Golf. Uh, I take torch everyone with Waluigi. I'm taking my talents to Medford. So I, um, since the beginning of this podcast, which I mean was just now, mm. uh, I got some of my hair fell out. So that was pretty wild. Um, the alop- the alopecia, it's the alopecia is actually working for you. That's only yeah. falling out in the right spots. Yeah, in specifics. But and then I also like the the part of my beard that makes it a neck beard that just fell right out. I was like, thank you. Yep, did the, that on purpose al- with my mind. The metaphorical alopecia does that for you. Your barber yeah, does yeah. that for you. Wow. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh no, I did. I did that myself because she. Didn't oh. She was like, I can do it if you want, but my next client is here and they, they're in like, um, yeah. but, uh, also I was looking up, uh, other mind blowing things. I just want, yeah. there was one in particular, someone's therapist knows everything about you and probably thinks it's your fault. And I found that just to be, very oh, amusing. I see. I see what that is now. <laughs> so you're not the, the, the part that's. They know everything about you when it's all your fault. You, you're not the one going to the therapist. No. <laughs> hmm. Like there, and there are also probably just people that aren't therapists that just have heard certain stories from me, like about me framed in a way in which it seems like it's all my fault. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah I'm sure. I mean, my grief counselor knows all about you. Uh <laughs> I think she's putting the blame on a couple things on you, my friend. 
<laughs> Good. Some inadvertently indirect things that have happened in my life uh, to my therapist have been a direct result of your existence. <laughs> Deservedly so. Deservedly so. I uh, I can't. Uh, you I mean, know, so, someone's got to carry the weight of the world on their shoulders. And if it's yeah. if it has to be me, it'll be me. That's fine. There was just a complete free range of pointing fingers and they were all pointing at you. But <laughs> that there was honestly no one was safe besides me and the therapist. in that <laughs> session. No one was safe. Um, some other I'm just going to read a couple other ones quick. Um what if dinosaurs were really dragons, but their wings were just made out of something that didn't fossilize? What? That's crazy. <laughs> well, that's, um, do you know, um, uh, I think it's pronounced Deinonychus. It was like a smaller raptor that, um, no. it was essentially like a vulture kind of. Um, they actually discovered like, well into my teenage maybe our college years that they had wings the entire time i grew up i thought they didn't have wings and then they released like a new like 3d model of it and like, it was hey, just not at all what i like hey folks know. new dinosaur drop <laughs> yeah. uh you can't stand backwards on stairs <clears throat> you uh I think that one we could, uh, you know, if you're walking down the stairs on your hands, I think you're doing it somewhat backwards. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. To someone's eyes, you're doing it backwards. Um, when you buy and eat half a chicken, you are secretly sharing a meal with a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's buying half a chicken? Like You can get like half a rotisserie chicken at the grocery store. What is this some some sort of uh, some sort of uh, you know socialist type of doing with the chicken? Who's buying half a rotisserie chicken? You're in or you're out. <laughs> are you in or are you out? The Green Goblin said that in Spider Man. Uh, you're in or you're just, out. Cheese is just a loaf of milk. <laughs> That's a good one. A good loaf of milk. I'm going to tell, tell that to my kids tomorrow. We were doing riddles today with the, my campers, and they were all dying laughing. You know, or anti-jokes. Have you ever done anti-jokes with yes. kids? Yes. Those are the best. Uh, what, do you, what do you call a uh, blind pigeon? A pigeon. Uh, I was going to say one of our high school classmates. Yeah. <laughs> um, what a... Well, this is more of a riddle. What, how many, how many months, or no, what month has 28 days in it? All of them. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. I know that uh, one. I've, I've actually, I saw that one on TikTok somewhat recently. Name three consecutive days in a row without saying Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. Name three consecutive days, and they can't be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They can't be any of those. I have a, I have a way to do it, but I don't think it's the answer. Go for it. 
you could say like the 21st, 22nd, 23rd. It's not. No. It's another way. It's correct, but (laughs) I don't think it's the punchline. Yesterday, today, tomorrow. Oh, yep. Yep. I gotcha. I gotcha. Hey. Uh, What's red and smells like blue paint? My asshole. Red paint. (laughs) (laughs) I liked my asshole better. (laughs) Your asshole smells like blue paint? What's (laughs) only after I ride the Sibian? (laughs) (laughs) That you paint blue. I like to cover it. I I like to make it a Smurf Sibian. So I cover it in blue paint and I just sit right on that puppy. Uh, if your parachute doesn't open, you have the rest of your life to fix it. Ooh. Human birth control works on gorillas. I don't, that's not really even a mind blowing thought. That's just kind of like a fact that I don't, I don't know what to do with that information. It doesn't particularly blow my mind. It's just like, who was testing that? Who was like, we have too many gorillas. We need to slow this down. I got something mind blowing for you. Uh, how is a laser beam in a goldfish similar? They can both perform eye surgery. No, neither can whistle. <laughs> they can't. You're not wrong at all. Yeah. No, I don't want to change my. Do you life. know why? Do you know why everyone is afraid of my house? Um, there's a Sibian in your basement covered in blue paint. <laughs> no, it's haunted. Oh, okay. What's the one thing in life you can always count on? Uh, a calculator. Yeah. Who shaves at least? Who shaves at least twenty times a day? a barber a barber what's one thing you can do over and over and over again and not remember a single thing sleep drink alcohol (laughs) get blackout drunk ugh you know what pisses me off? Uh, how, like, uh, they're still making G.I. Joe movies? Yeah. We don't need it. There's so much potential for it, but... Like, it was. Make it a show. Make it yeah. a show. Yeah, put it on Netflix. Make it like a... Or I want a plus. I, I want, like, the 1980s G.I. Joe cartoon back. Make it like John Wick, but a TV show. Yeah, and just call like, it. Um, this seems John like Wick. such a layup. Yeah, and just make it John Wick, and <laughs> it's just John Wick, and we don't have to have GI Joes anymore. Perfect. Um, no, what pisses me off is, um, like, somehow on a web browser, Pinterest has the most overwhelming aesthetic layout of any like website I've ever visited. You're talking about like the bubbles. And Bub- like you there's just click bubbles and hashtags. There's links. only like part of the picture. There's so much happening that like I just went on Pinterest to see like a Pinterest board and I just immediately was like back. Nope. nope. Are you on Pinterest a lot? I go on here and there because I like 
I find that there's a lot of really good tattoo designs on Pinterest and right, like stuff that. like that, or just like when you're trying to kind of get some sort of inspiration for something, it's good. But I, I only I go on, on my phone. I believe I'm going to attribute it to it just being like white women and a lot of white women are teachers. So like white women love Pinterest, white women are teachers. Therefore a lot of school stuff is on Pinterest, like countless geographic maps that I need to print out, but then I have to pay, I have to pay like a 99 cent subscription to that person's Pinterest for me to be able to get that physical map of, you know, Japan. Uh, but I'm on Pinterest, Pinterest a lot seems... and I don't get it. You're right. I like I'm I I feel overwhelmed by the like the the UI. Here's what Pinterest is to me if you break it down. Pinterest is there's a segment of our population that has had too much time on their hands but doesn't like to drink or like do fun things or be productive. Mm-hmm. So they had to channel that somewhere. So there's just all these people who are just like essentially like on a merry-go-round. Yeah. in this segment of our society who think they're doing productive things and are really just doing nothing at all. My understanding of Pinterest was it's just like Tumblr, but like P- like PG Tumblr. Yeah, yeah. Like you can post what you want Tumblr on your page was and the... maybe sell it. I would spend hours on Tumblr. Hours. Like I was a... so much time on Tumblr. I was like a big Tumblr guy. Like I... Had my remember? page and I made it, and I like, I like I customized everything, and it was like you would go onto my page. I had music. It was very much like I in like there was, but there the thing was with Tumblr, there were certain sects of people, like there were certain people that were like I have no idea what Tumblr is, and there are certain people who are like, oh, you got a Tumblr, like you're not it. There are then I, there was like this group of people that were all into Tumblr. I had an have i guess an ex-girlfriend i believe it was margaret who had a semi-viral one direction themed tumblr where she had like a hundred thousand followers or something shit like you gotta keep up with that shit you can't just then yeah she just she just like one day just disappeared and stopped doing it there's a hundred thousand people that like that was a part of their life was (laughs) Was Maggie's Tumblr. And like, she just like, walked away on. from it. What a sociopath. Here's, Those here's, people got, are in therapy right now. Mind-blowing is that technically your entire digestive system is outside of your body. Because it's a closed tube from your mouth to your asshole. So technically it's not inside your... Like it's technically outside of the walls of your body. Technically. It's like an ecosystem that exists within your body, but is not part of your body. Yeah. All right. I'll take yeah. it. All right. Um, um, you want another anti joke? Uh, how, how is a bar of soap the same as your dreams? Um, They're both amazing at slipping away from you. Oh. Thought you're, I put them both in my asshole. I don't know. You don't need a parachute to go skydiving. You need a parachute to go skydiving twice. (laughs) (laughs) 
what did one woman say to the other woman next to the coffee machine? Um, coffee looks coffee looks good. <laughs> These suck. I need I need better ones. Uh, next week we'll do a whole segment on anti jokes. We'll it's really the same collect. Thing. Oh, this is um, where was where was the Constitution signed? On a desk at the bottom. Oh, yeah. Okay, <clears throat> Tyler the Creator. Oh, true. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, call me if you get lost. Um, I wasn't too good on the beginning of the album. At I wasn't just overly impressed let me pull up the, tr- the track list it was just tyler songs i heard those the, those those types of beats and the uh the phrasing his uh, tyler's delivery i had heard it all all the way back on, on like cherry bomb and then like flower boy it wasn't until the end of the album where I, was i like impressed at like musicianship and the song choices and and whatnot um the song with him and pharrell was awesome um lemonhead was pretty good that was at the beginning of the name but um like corso uh what's your name lumberjack hot wind blows i was like all right whatever he gets to manifesto sweet and juggernaut and blessed he completely turned around the album for me it it was like almost turned into a little bit of igor of like r&b he's singing a little bit it's not just trap beats and uh, some sort of you know synthesized melody um and him like with his typical Tyler the Creator um, delivery, it was different, and I and I really thought that the back end of the album was a lot better than the front end. So I had, I think, a different take on it. Mm. Um, first of all, I loved that it was hosted by DJ Drama. Yeah, that was just because that's I, I did enjoy that. I enjoyed that's that. That's such a classic, like rap. Like almost like a trope, almost. Yeah. But it's just one of those like things where it's like he didn't necessarily produce it, but like having the he's like there. DJ drama. Yeah. And like, like the gangster you know, grills. We are here, Mr. Baudelaire, Tyler the Creator. Like, and like it was so reminiscent of like Lil Wayne stuff, like 50 yeah, that's Cent what I stuff. Like, and I was so happy that Wayne got on it because I was like, drama, Wayne, yep. perfect. But I think that to me, it like felt because I didn't love Cherry Bomb and like Flower Boy. That wasn't my jam. I, I liked Flower Boy. Igor was a little too weird for me. Cherry Bomb was like the second one right after his, his debut album, I believe. Uh, I'll look it up. But to me, it, it went Goblin, Wolf, Cherry Bomb. And then Flower Boy. My favorite out of all of his has to be Flower Boy. He just took a different take with that. And I saw that at Lumberjack. But you could go back and 
have his early stuff in there too at the beginning uh call me if you get lost for me it was that he seemed like also i was super pumped that domo genesis mm-hmm. had a verse because i don't know what that dude's been doing for that was that was manifesto manifest i really liked manifesto yeah because adamo yeah yeah that was great but so to me i think my thoughts on the album are that it seemed like the most complete version of tyler that we've gotten yet mm-hmm. like i guess a better way to say that is that all of these past projects dating back to his very first stuff has seemed like he's been just trying different things artistically musically whatever yeah. it is and he hasn't kind of like settled into something. This was something where, and he even kind of alluded to it where he was like, I think in one of the, in one of the songs, he has like a couple bars about like puberty didn't hit until I was like 24. Like I started, like my clothes stopped fitting. Like that's why you guys got cherry bomb was I think like almost word for word what he said. Mm. And so it felt to me like this was the first album where it's like, okay, this is more akin to what we're going to see going forward. And it felt nice that he took pieces from all of those projects and kind of put it together in a more like palatable format. He's a full grown kind of more mature artist. We've talked about. I can't remember, but we've talked about people, how their own lyrics, they have talked about how taking them time the mm-hmm. coming a father uh who was it he just maybe school chance boy? chance schoolboy probably both uh, i think both of them yeah. i think when we talked about schoolboy's more recent one and who else became a father when recently? when chance or maybe when chance be- got married with the big day yeah everyone we were talking about that i think tyler has has hit a point where he's just like this is me yeah because he yeah. like he i also like, think yeah, this isn't this isn't a necessarily a narrative that will get talked about a lot, but I think that his like kind of friendship with ASAP has really kind of helped that. Like, I think he yeah. feels really comfortable in like a his friendship with ASAP and B just like his place in the rap genre. So he's mm-hmm. no longer trying to like, and yeah, if he if he wants to go try new things, I'm gonna support him 100 because like he is one of the most creative and brilliant people in the rap industry but i think this feels like he's comfortable in his place in the rap genre and like he was able to just kind of pick things out of different ideas that he's had instead of doing full bore into like i think he's past that curve of being like oh i want to try new things he probably will he probably will continue to make um his next album could have like those songs on there where he's singing and it's a it's a slower song and it's it's instrumental it's not just like a a beat made on a computer um because i think he's past that curve i think he's done the flower boy which is a lot of like melodramatic in his feels type of songs and then the igor was like this very avant-garde rap album where there was just weirdness and just like creative expression without meaning to it. Um, so I think, call me if you get lost, he's past the curve. He's put the, those um, experiments in his rear view mirror and he's come out 
of those experiments with like, this is what I'm going to keep because we saw on blessed, we saw on sweet, he's taken flower boy type of songs. He's also taken some Igor type of beats and, and, uh, you know, uh, expression from his Igor time and put it into this album, but he's also got his early stuff and his stuff that we know him as for, for Tyler. So I think, I think he will continue to make those not so much rap songs, but they're going to be like very much like we're going to continue to go back and be like, Oh, that wasn't a rap song, but that was a Tyler song. Like he's, he's come into his own now. Yeah. I'm also reading, um, I'm reading Pitchfork's review of the album because I can get like, as I'm sure has become very apparent to all of us, I listen to the music and I am like, either I like this and I'm going to listen to it again, or I hate this and I'm going to throw it in the, in the metaphorical trash. Um, but I didn't necessarily have time to like break this down and get super mm. in depth into it. Um, and one of the things that like I noticed, but didn't necessarily like, have the wherewithal to like put it down on a piece of paper or something on those lines was how he like he has certain like references and motifs throughout the album that are like very kind of interesting like his whole thing about like travel and how like his passport has tattoos but mm. then he like kind of like hints at the fact that he knows that he sounds like a fucking asshole talking about it and how he's yeah. talking about like the Rolls Royce umbrellas and all that stuff. But then I also just love that he's so good. And this is where I think he captured the hearts of a lot of people. He's so good at like, um, like working through almost like his, like, I'm not going to say mental health issues. Cause that, I don't think that's what it is, but he very clearly is like a little bit bipolar he has anxiety about things. He It's easy for him to flip-flop yeah. back and forth between, like, very, not extreme emotions, but, like, strong he, emotions on the spectrum. He has a bit of, like, an image issue because he's, he's grown up in this L.A., and we all know him in Odd Future. Yeah. He's just, like, a skating teenager that wants to do, like, hood rat shit. He grew up doing I just want to do hood rat shit with my friends. And as soon as he gets some fame, he starts to kind of like come out of his shell a little bit. And it was just like, well, like, I don't have to be the hood rat guy. Yeah. Like I am. He's has come out as like bisexual and he's just like, I've had like two boyfriends and shit. And that's like so opposite of what he grew up in. So I think he toys with that in his own mind of like uh, uh, his identity is something very important to him and it's taken him a while to probably like be confident in his own identity and to like be able to then like have it shared with fans who knew him as like this flat brimmed white yeah. t-shirt skateboard i'm going to say some wild shit on the internet type of guy and he's kind of kind of we're all realizing like he's not like that but i think he also like he does a very good job of like addressing and like kind of portraying that people can have bits of that. Mm. Like you always have those moods where you're like, yo, I just want to go fucking like crash a car into something. I want to yeah. do something wild, but then I always... also it's like his style. Like I, I think style oh, very, is one of yeah. the things that like kind of 
is such a marker of like who someone is as a person. And he has this fascinating way of being both like refined and classy, but also like using things that have very are like just very simple and like things that you would find at like Goodwill or something. He yes, I think he very much like he's very into fashion. And I think if you look at the stylistic choices of Igor with the weird blonde Bob wig. I looked at it initially and I was just like, this is a bit. He's trying to be funny. But then like he would come out and do the Bob like look on stage. And I started to be like, oh, like this isn't like a bit like this is like a stylistic choice. He's making some sort of statement. He probably has a meaning in his own psyche of what the a blonde wig on a black artist means yeah. Yeah, yeah so i think like he's very much you he uses fashion and uses like like his style to, to to get a point across and yeah i even thinking back to like old odd future shit like that he's got a video of him in a car and it's the one where he goes you're like your girlfriend looks like my mom that whole like 20 minute video of like just a camera crew or like one dude following them around for a day um, they listen to Waka Flocka on like 11,000 volume. Uh, I was like, this is a bit like this isn't them. This is. And then I saw more shit. And I'm like, OK, it may be them like this may be odd future. Um, but I think we are now seeing. Tyler rise through all of that and even like Earl rise above that, like very high school that very youth kind of like brashness yeah. and and tyler has taken it to be like a almost like a a icon or like a personality but it's is him like he has such a big his own personality is big enough that now he's become like a part of the public eye and what he does is seen by so many people and his choices and then you have almost like a very different but yet similar case with earl who has been like a recluse almost Yeah, because he's like, I'm not that hood rat youth of America type of kid anymore. Like I'm not that guy. So he goes off the grid. He, You're not that guy, pal. Yeah. He goes off the grid. He only puts out two singles a year. Uh, and he's like very, I think both of them are very in tune with their own feelings and their own way of how they want to make music two completely different process processes i'm also the last couple things i want to touch on are he goes into like a whole thing about um that like affair with his friend's girlfriend and that whole mm. thing oh yeah which yeah, i yeah, found yeah. very interesting to that. like kind of get into it's like because that's kind of like a peek into someone's brain so i think mm. like that's cool and that's like a very yeah, like adult thing to He's, talk about. I guess he uses he uses like I was I was about to get into with the self image thing. He uses his music as a therapy session. Yeah, yeah, yeah one hundred percent. And then he also talks out. about his mom like being in a shelter when Yonkers dropped. And then he also talks about how um, uh, shit. I just lost my train of thought. Um. He also talks about how he has to keep like the people that he cares about in the shadows mm. because of his fame. 
and like i just i found that all very interesting i found this to be a very intriguing album lyrically but also it was like a ton his beats are fucking incredible they're really good but uh there were times where it was the bleeding the bleeding together of songs where i was like there was wasn't differences in there and i was like okay this sounds like the last trap beat from the last song but that was only at the very beginning of the the album where i started being like oh like you know two two songs bled together and so that that wasn't happening um before uh but I thought this album was was good. I'm definitely going to be listening to it more. I, I put a couple songs on uh, a playlist. I'm just uh, I just want to I want to see some interviews with Tyler more. I think I need to do that. I think I need to like get a better understanding because this is like a this is a different album. I feel like Igor, like I've, I just previously said. Flower Boy is a very in your feels. Igor is this avant-garde type of thing. And I think he's figured himself out with uh, Call Me If You Get Lost. So I think if I were to listen to some interviews about with Tyler, if I were to hear what he has to say about the process of making this album, I think I would have a better, a greater appreciation for it. I just don't think I have that appreciation yet because I'm just going in cold turkey on it. But yeah, I enjoyed it. The yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed the last part, the end. His, uh, his beats are fucking incredible. I don't know what yeah. you said just now. Um, I know I had a my boss called me, but um, like his like layering and his use of like different like orchestral sounds is fucking yeah. awesome. I thought that w- I thought I saw a lot of that at the end of that album. That's what I liked about it at the beginning. Like I listened to Lumberjack, and I'm like, I heard I heard this on Igor. Yeah, like I heard this exact beat yeah. on Igor. It wasn't until the the latter half where I was like, "This is it." Like I like this part. All right. Any I don't have other... a whole lot more. Um, someone, one of my coworkers the other day described someone as having a Muslim beard, and I was like, "Whoa!" Does he have a bomber jacket too? Uh, no comment. <laughs> I just thought it was like I was like, "What do you mean?" Like he has hair on his face. Like what? What? A Muslim beard? What? Uh, this has been the Trolling Snow Podcast. <laughs> um, I'm Jackson. Keep it sleazy, and I'm out. <laughs> He's out, you fuckos. Muslim beard. Only facts, I will shoot up. Baby duck if it quacks with a Ruga. Top billing, come cops and billing it. Shots is box shipped out and bought, and y'all feeling it. LP killing it. Killer Mike killing shit. What more can I say? We top billing it. Valiant without villain it. Viciously found victory. Burnt towns and villages. Burning, looting, and pillaging. Murderers try to hurt us. We curse them and all their children. I just want the bread and bologna bundles to tuck away. I don't work for free, I am barely giving a fuck away. So tell Big and Johnny and Mommy to get the fuck away. Hey, yo, here's a gun, son, now run, get it the gut away. Live to shoot another day.